Jason Swain touchdown. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two and a red flag. Good evening. Welcome to the Swain event. Welcome to the Swain event. Yeah. Seth Stokes. What is up, Stokes? How we doing today? We fired up. We are fired up. 2-0. Ranked 15th in the country. We are fired up. Tennessee football is on its way. <laughs> hey, you, you thought I almost said it, huh? Uh, We're we, we not there yet. <laughs> the bus in the right direction, you, man. You, you thought, headed in the right direction. You thought I was going to slip up and get too hyped, huh? <laughs> we back. I- on the road to going in the right direction. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, man. We finally got the right address punched in to the Waze app, and, and we're on the way. Hey, man, it's so good to hear your voice uh, this evening, my brother, man. It's so fired up to do the show with you. I'm not going to lie, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't feel great. I probably sound even worse, but, man, I don't care because – I'm not wasting any time, man. I will lose my voice tonight and not care because our guy, Chris Lofton, our guy, Chris Lofton, becomes the fifth men's basketball player to have his number retired at Thompson Bowling Arena. He joins Bernard King, Ernie Grunfeld, Allen Houston, and Dale Ellis. My guy, my guy, Chris Lofton. They said he was too small, Seth Stokes. They te- they said he was too slow, Seth <laughs> Stokes. He was route right down the road from a basketball factory. They didn't want him. They so, didn't want him. So he moseyed on down to Rocky Top, <laughs> I-75. And what did he do, Stokes? He got balled buckets. Out. He balled out. 42% three-point percentage. Second best all-time by Vol. Program record for three-pointers made in a game at nine. And the top two single-season totals for three-point makes, 118 in 2007-2008 and 114 in 2005, 2006. I don't care what you're doing right now. You better stand on your feet and give this man a round of applause. That is special right there. That dude battled cancer. Yep. (laughs) Yep. 2007 SEC Player of the Year. SEC scoring title with the career best 20 Point eight points per game average. Woo. Say Con- it again. Consensus second team All American in two thousand and seven. 
and made the national ballot for Wooden Award and Naismith Trophy. I'm going to say it again, Stokes. I heard you, but I was flowing. Let me back it on up like Terry. <laughs> 2007 SEC Player of the Year Award. SEC scoring title with the career best 20.8 points per game average. Hello, Ooh. somebody. Man, my dude, Chris Lofton. It's funny because he texted me the other day. He was like, hey, man, we going to dead end. <laughs> I was like, when you coming in town, man? I didn't even know he was in town. Right. I was like, you know, I got a new show. He's like, you know, I can't really do lunch, lunch like we normally do. We sit there and talk for two hours at that end barbecue. We're going to have to get in and get on up out of there 11 o'clock. Yes. Got a new show. But, man, I'm so happy. The Swain house so happy. Tennessee fans are so happy. For Chris Lofton. So that's how we starting the show today, man. That's how we starting the show. So happy yeah, I'm, for I'm glad we're starting the show that way because I saw that video today and man, it it, it almost got a little dusty in the room now. It uh, couldn't happen to a better person. So deserved. This man has persevered and overcome literally his entire life. Literally. Yeah. And just did big things at Tennessee. Like you said, a lot of people said a lot of things, um, and he proved every single one of those people wrong. They didn't want him in the bluegrass state. We'll take him out down here in big orange country, and he did nothing but ball out, had a great career. It's uh, it's great to see that his uh, jersey's being retired. Even better to see that it's being hung from the rafters on a night when UK is going to be in Thompson Bowling Arena. Man, man. And Stokes, and Stokes, the the initial reaction when people saw the news and heard the news was about time. Well, the reason why it's taking so long is because Chris Lofton just finished playing basketball. The dude has been playing basketball this entire time overseas. <laughs> it's 2022. My man just finished his career. Look, if you can physically do it and it's in your blood, it's it's hard to step away, I would imagine. Hey, man, them checks good over there. <laughs> hey, money cash no matter where it's from. Man, them checks are good over there. So Chris Lofton was getting them checks. So that's why it's taking so long. This has been something that's been discussed for years with Tennessee basketball and Chris Lofton, but we all waiting on Chris Lofton to finish playing ball. And he finally did that. So kudos to, to him and his career, his pro career. But when you honor a player the way you're supposed to, which is Tennessee is going to do against Kentucky, you want him there. You want him there for a couple of days. Well, yeah. his pro schedule wouldn't have allowed him to be able to do that. So that's why it was appropriate to wait until he was done playing ball and he's done playing ball. So that's why it's taking so long. It's not like Tennessee was like, you know what? I don't know if we're going to retire his number. We don't know if he's good enough. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> we know they know. Like that's a song or something. <laughs> I feel like that's the song. I feel like I need to drop a beat or something, man. I, I think it might be, man. <laughs> you might have something there. Oh man, I don't have it downloaded. I can't play it right now. Um, man. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. 
Well, it's, it's like most things in life, man. It's all about timing. And the timing had to be right to do this. And it, it is right. It's right now. And all I got to say is we better beat Kentucky that night. <laughs> You're right about that. Man. <laughs> well, his, history says that that will, that will happen. History yes. says that. All right, let me, let me give the number out because you know, I ain't done that yet. I'm so hyped by Chris Lofton. Uh, 865-255-03 is our telephone number right here to the Swain Event Hotline. My man Seth Stokes is live in South Carolina. I am right here in the Low T Center studio. Seth Stokes. Here with us, Ben McKee, unable to be with us, uh, handling some family business. Um, everything's good though, but that's that's what he's doing, unable to to join us. And so, uh, man, we are pumped up where we are right now. Two and zero, Tennessee football, and I don't care how we played against Pittsburgh, second yeah. game of the season. You got the dub. You got, and you know, Stokes, you know how I feel about games at the first of the season. If you win, film. exactly. You got correctable film. You can go to the drawing board. You can fix these mistakes. Hopefully it's short-term things you can correct. You yeah. got Akron coming up. You can certainly fix that and look great against them. And then next week, you know what time it is. It's Florida Gators coming in town, Tennessee, Florida, 3.30 on CBS. So. We know what they didn't do right, mm-hmm. but we also know what they did. What they did do right because they won the game, and that's that's what matters right now at this point of the season. It is about winning and improving at the same time, and they'll have an opportunity to do that. Fifteenth in the country. I'm not wasting any time. Let's go to the phones, Stokes. Let's do it. Let's see who we have with us this evening. Good evening. Hey, it's good to talk to both of you guys. Turkey what man. Good evening, what sir. How you doing there, Seth? Can you hear me? I should be able to hear you. Yeah, you didn't answer. Turkey you man. There he is. There you are. Hey, I catch you. I, I follow you on Facebook. and, and, and Facebook. Uh, you got a, You got a good-looking good family there, brother. I think I think Stokes approves of your compliment. I do, I do. I'm blessed. Thank you. Yeah, we got Stokes going yeah. in and out there. We'll 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 get him. We'll get him nice and clear. Well, yes. I what's the what's this? Uh, what's he predicting for the year? I was actually I predicted six and six, but I was counting that we'd lose to Pitt and we'd lose to Florida. Uh, that may come come out that we. Uh, my prediction would be eight and four if that be the case. But uh, what's what's Seth thinking we're going to end up at? Stokes, I get out of here. Thank you, thank you, Turkey Man. Stokes, what you what you got on the um, season prediction and games you like and games maybe you don't like? Well, while we get Stokes handled and taken care of, man, I, oh, I'm there. It is. Oh. I'm pretty high this year. I mean, I'm thinking eight, eight and four is a good number to. Can you not? Can, yeah. you hear, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. He's going in and out a little bit, but go for it. All right, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty high on the season. I think eight and four is is a good number to be at, and there's a chance that 
nine and three and even ten and two is attainable. Mm-hmm. You got to fix the mistakes that you made against Pitt. Um, all that that was crucial in that game was is all fixable. Um, you didn't look like Tennessee was being out athleted. You know, there's still some question marks safety and at linebacker from an athletic standpoint. Uh, but for the most part, everything uh, is fixable again that you saw against Pitt. Um, what you saw in that game is something I liked. It was growth. That's a game for the past 10 to 12 years, Tennessee loses. Tennessee found a way to win that game when they tried to hand it to Pitt. Um, they, I mean, they tried everything they could to give it to Pitt, and they still found a way to win that ball game. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited about the, how the rest of the season is going to play out. Obviously, the big test is going to be Florida to open SEC play. That's the one that, that sticks in everybody's crawl. That's the, the, the game that's in everybody's heads. Um, they've got to get over that hump if you really want to be able to change the narrative. And that's what Tennessee has to do is change the narrative of the type of program that they are at this point. And you do that starting off with a win against Florida as a ranked team in your own house. You, you just got to get that W. So if you do that, I'm, I'm really thinking 9-3, and 10-2 is very, very attainable. Hey, truth right there. Got to handle business. Got to handle business. It, it, it is Thursday, September the 15th. Is it okay to still talk about this pit game? Because <laughs> normally we on to the next one on a Tuesday. It's Thursday. But here's the thing, Stokes. You're playing a team in Akron. And, you know, I'll be joking around when we play teams like Akron. I understand guys got to go out there and they got to play. Uh, you can't slip up. You can't be like Texas A&M, Appy State. You can't be like Nordane with Marshall. But Akron is no uh, Appy State. Akron is no, no. Marshall. But you got to go handle business. We all know that. Yep. Um, but it's Thursday. Is it okay to continue to talk about this Pittsburgh game? I mean, I, I think like everything else, you you, you – take from it what you can and and then you move on so um you know i I think the mistakes that were made they they were made in a victory yeah so you just have to hope that tennessee learns from that um everything like i said is coachable i didn't see anything in that game that was not fixable and you had players playing uh, uncharacteristically poor early in the game. Flowers had the, the biggest roller coaster game of anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> Cedric, we all know that he catches most of those balls that he dropped. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have games like that where you're just you're not quite in sync. You're not quite on top of it, and and you just hope that as a team, everybody is good enough to rally around that and still get a victory. And that is what happened. So I think it's safe to put Pitt to bed and start looking forward. You got Akron Saturday. This is a good opportunity um, to to help wash away uh, some of those things that may be sticking in your mind that that happened against Pitt. Even though you won, you still think about the plays that you didn't make. So you you want to be able to wash some of that away against a team like Akron. Get some more experience for some of the younger guys and the backups. Help them get in sync a little bit. Get out of that game healthy. That's the key. I don't care about the spread. The spread's up at 40, 50 points right now. I don't care about that. I just want to see Tennessee make progress, get out of that game healthy, and then it's on to Florida, and that's when business really picks up. On to Florida. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, Good evening. Who do we have with us? Uh, I think this is D.R. Vall. D.R. Vall. What is up, man? Guys, I am pumped up. I feel like I'm back in the TSR days. I, I, 
I'm excited for this weekend, but honestly, I, I honestly just want to get out of it, you know, injury free and get ready to beat Florida's ass. I like yep. that. I don't know how I feel about the whole TSR days, um, but <laughs> I do. I do like that you fired up. There was some. <laughs> if, if that was is that the TR TSR days was kind of like Trayvon Flowers uh, on game day. It was it was a roller coaster. It was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Yeah, but hey, when well, it was time to make a play, we made the plays, though, right? That's, oh, no doubt about that's it. That's what Flowers did. <laughs> Swain, you brought up a good point. So, like, how, how do you think about that? Obviously, we won the game, but I guess the highs outweigh the lows on that. It, it makes me worry for the rest of the season. I wouldn't worry for the rest of the season because I don't think we have – and there's, here, here's one thing that I would keep my eye on. That's That's – our ability to run the football mm-hmm. didn't do it the way we wanted to in the first game. Didn't do it in the second game. That's something I keep my eye on. But everything else can be can be corrected. I mean, catching punts, drop passes, uh, pre snap penalties. I mean that 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 can be handled. So uh, we have seen this for two years in a row with another team, Florida Gators. Last year they played well enough to beat Alabama, right? And then they go on yep. the road, they lose to Kentucky, and look like a totally different team. What happened again this year for the Gators? They beat the seventh-ranked team at home in Utah. First game for Billy Napier. First time starting for Anthony Richardson. He looks like freaking RG3 out there, a Heisman Trophy winner against Utah. And what happened against Kentucky at home? They look like a totally different team. So what we saw last week against Pitt may not be the same team we see next week against the Gators. This offense may click on all cylinders. This defense may click on all cylinders. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have different performances on different days. We hope that they fix all the things that went wrong against Pittsburgh and they put it all together uh, in the big game coming up against, against, uh, no, I'm just kidding, Florida. (laughs) Swain, I think I know your answer from listening to you over the few weeks, but Seth, I want to hear your answer, but, they beat Utah, but I tweeted it out. If Utah's the seventh best team in the nation, Butch Jones is the best coach in the nation. That they way overrated, don't y'all think? I, I think Utah was a bit overrated, but also Utah got robbed of a touchdown in that game. Agreed. Towards the end of the game. Like, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily know that Florida should have won that game if things have been called as they should have been. But you can't you can't go back and rewrite history. The game went as the game went. I do agree that Utah is uh, a bit overrated, and they they shouldn't have been number seven team in the nation. And this, that's one of the reasons I heavily despise preseason rankings altogether. I do not think that teams should be ranked until, you know, sometime in October. Really, I think the first rankings that come out that should matter are the college football playoff rankings. Because at the end of the day, that's the only poll that really matters. AP poll, coaches poll, none of that really truly matters. It plays a little part in it, but really it's all about the college football playoff poll, and that's the only poll that matters. So that's when the rankings should be assessed. Everybody is on even footing going into the game. There's no rankings. Everybody's 0-0 going into the season. And then once they're ready to drop those, that's when things get settled in, and now you start to see who teams really are. I agree with what you're saying, Seth, but I mean, you know, like they're they're not going to get rid of those polls of because not. that's what sells. Yeah, but uh, do y'all think, uh, Swain? I'll be coming into your show next week to talk me off the ledge. But do y'all think we're the 15th best team in the nation? Yeah, 
right now. Because mm-hmm. I mean, look around, like look around at other other teams, and the the first preseason polls are always overinflated. Teams are always overranked, right? Um, yeah, that's just the way it is. I mean, Notre Dame was was overranked. Everyone is because it's a new team, and no one knows that people are just projecting. But look around, like if you if you pull up the top twenty five, and I'll do that right now. You pull up the top twenty five. And you just look around the teams, look around you know, 10 to 15, 15 to 20. Can you say, okay, well, Utah is better than Tennessee. I don't, I don't know. Nope. NC State so. is better than Tennessee or close to Tennessee. Michigan State's 11th. Are they better than Tennessee? We don't know. After two games, who really knows? Now, I will say Arkansas has proven more than Tennessee, which is why they're at 10. At 10. Um, yeah. USC looks pretty good. Like Clemson has played maybe some better competition so so far, but like it's it's going to shake out here in a couple of weeks when we enter conference play and all the other teams enter conference play. But I'm sitting here looking at you know Florida at one and one, Ole Miss is at uh, two and zero. Oh, they're ranked twentieth. Uh, Baylor's one and one. They're seventeen. Like, I, I, yeah, we better than them teams. I think right now, just watching us play. So. I think it's a pretty fair ranking. Trust me. Like Josh Pate over at 247 had Tennessee at 10. It made me super uncomfortable. But I'm looking <laughs> yeah. but I'm looking at it like, you know what? Like oh, okay, cuz Miami's at 13. They 2 and 0. We 2 and 0. Like they are they better than us? I I, I don't know. I don't think Clemson's pay, played better competition than Tennessee has. I think Oregon is a little overrated. I think Oregon and Pitt would actually be a pretty entertaining game, and they play Furman. Well, and Clemson has J.G.'s cousin playing uh, playing quarterback for them. I, I just don't believe in them. That does right. make me feel better, Wayne, you saying that. But like, it, it makes me uncomfortable because, I mean, I've been calling your show for 10 years, Wayne. I, it, I get nervous with the preseason or the hype that we get. I think we're there, but we're going to see against Florida. Florida, to me, is everything for our season. Yep. It's, 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 it's it, man. It is it. It is it. And, hey, in 10 years, I haven't let you have, have haven't let you down, I don't think. Never. No. Never. I ain't planning on it, man. So, I mean, it's, it's like, are we good? Yeah, I, I think so. I think we're pretty good. <laughs> but we are really going to see <laughs> – Next week against Florida, we're going to really see um, moving forward once we get into SEC play. Like I, what what made me feel good about the pit game is seeing our defense show yes. that they can win a game. Oh, yeah. Dr. Vaughn, like last year, it was an offense that won the game for us, and it was a defense that lost games, like the, like like Purdue. But like this year, the defense literally pushed the special teams unit and the offense over the finish line. Like, we know what the offense can do. They just had some miscues. Like, Tillman had some drops and then had some, some you know, some off-target throws. Like, once them boys get to clicking and then you add Brew into the equation, who is still new, <laughs> We I think we're going to be all right. We got to get some pr- more production from tight ends, though. But yes. I, I, I'm I'm worried about tight end play. I'm worried about the running back play, but I'm 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 gonna try to stay positive. 
which yeah. is the opposite of what I normally do. But uh, I think Aaron Beasley's our best linebacker, even above Jeremy Banks, honestly. He's playing the best right now. And, and I can't believe we're talking about that. Yeah, I remember last year off season, the whole thing with you know the the animal and all that, and and we need we don't win that Pittsburgh game without Aaron Beasley. I can't believe I'm saying that, guys. Yeah, and that whole thing that was I mean he was clear to that because you know the the person who accused him of of all those things was not credible. So you know, he, shocker. Yeah, I mean he he was accused of all those things and. People jumped to conclusions and, and condemned him, and boom, the the facts came out, and he he was exonerated and uh, back on this team last year. So I talked to him um, last Sunday on on the locker room. He was he was the guest, and I asked him about everything clicking for him, like everything coming together, and like he had to remind me last year was his first year playing linebacker for real, for real. First year wow, playing linebacker. He was a safety before, wasn't he? Well, it was the first full season because, like, remember he came in as a running back slash linebacker, and you know Jeremy Pruitt wasn't going to sit down Kavar's Crouch and Henry Toto, and yeah. Aaron Beasley was more athletic than Toto in coverage. So last year was like the real first opportunity, and he had his up and downs, but now like he's playing faster, he's playing more free, he's confident he's smiling he's happy it's, it's it was pretty cool to sit there and just and just and just rap with him and talk with him about what has changed for him and how he's playing right now that's the cool part about doing this man you get a chance to to, to just see that on the player's face i saw that on um jelly mccullough's face and hyatt and, and, and kamal Haddon. like that's those guys are are comfortable and they're having fun, and they believe in what they're doing. They believe uh, in each other, and they believe in themselves. Like to see players have that confidence, it's it's cool to see. And um, as soon as Juan Burrell gets some of it, he he'll play better too. And I'm I'm ready for that to happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, me too, because I, I do. This is not a knock. Uh, I think he's the weak link in the chain on our defense. That's but fair. Guys, I'm gonna hop off here, but I, I'm so excited. It's nice to have fun to be able to. As Ball Facebook says, Ball Leave again. And I oh, love hearing uh, you two on together, honestly. Wait, Ball Leave? Uh, Swain, <laughs> that's what Ball Face. I got kicked out of all Facebook because back when um, Pruitt got fired, I screenshot everybody that said Pruitt wasn't getting fired because I knew he was going to. How'd you he know got that? Fired How'd you know that, Derek Ball? Post. Yeah, well, you know, at least I'm consistent. I, I do the same on Twitter as I am on Facebook, but. Um, well, Got kicked out of that, but it, it is nice to see. It's nice to see a real coach and real development. And I know you love that, Swain, as a yeah. former player, yeah. for what you've had. But, um, Swain, I will message you, my, my fiance. The one thing she said she wants to do is eat at Dead End this weekend. So okay. I'll message you, and I hope to see you soon, man. All Have right, man. Night. Y'all be careful. Y'all be careful traveling, man. Oh, boy. Well, you better. Valise that we're gonna take a quick break and, <laughs> and, come, and come back <laughs> and come and come back and uh bring bring some more Tennessee conversation to you. I believe who grandma on 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 Facebook come up with that? Uh man, the the Facebook <laughs> the Tennessee Facebook groups, man, they're they're a whole nother world. Man. I mean, it's insane. Man, somebody go get Loretta. 
<laughs> Perlene, go get somebody. Go get Perlene off Facebook. I got somebody like it. <laughs> oh, oh man, let me take a break. <laughs> somebody taught Gam Gam how to use Photoshop. Oh man, a six five two. 25503 Seth Jason Swain. We'll take a uh, quick time out here on the Swain event on a beautiful Thursday. So uh, stick around. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Guys, if you notice a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T. You know you need to stop playing around and schedule your complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month, cash pay, or covered by most health insurance. If you don't live near a Low T Center or you just want the convenience of at-home treatment, all good. Low T Center makes it easy to get started on treatment. Only your first two visits are in person. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hey there, Swain Event fam. Happy to be back with you on the weekly show. And although our Swain Event schedule has changed, I'm still here on a daily basis to help you with your real estate needs. So if you are still looking for your forever home, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. Or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! You're listening to The Swain Event. You don't say. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Welcome back to Swain Event. Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Glad to be with you this evening live from the Low T Center Studio. Seth Stokes there in South Carolina. Tennessee 2 and 0. Just think that's important to say. Let's go to the phones. Won won a game of the 17th ranked uh, team in the country on the road. That's right. Favored by 45 to 50 points (laughs) at home this week. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you could say things are going pretty well. Yep, for sure, for sure. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. What's going on, Swain? What's hey, up? Seth? What's up, man? Hey, it's BMAC, man. I just wanted to call in and uh, just uh, say it's so good to hear y'all's voices this evening in East Tennessee. Man, it's good to be heard. Good to be heard. Hope yeah. you and yours are well. Yes, sir. Doing well, doing well. Um I just wanted just to, to say on here that, uh, man, it just feels good to to see a winning culture uh, back at Tennessee. Um, previous uh, teams in the past and their different leaders, would have, that, a lot of times those guys would have folded in certain areas, you know, during the game. And, uh, I mean, 
it wasn't pretty, wasn't perfect, but man, they fought. They were gritty, and I was just glad to see them fight to the end. And uh, that says a lot about where Coach Apple has how this program going, but it says a lot about what's going on inside the walls of the program. And uh, I know Jason, you probably are <laughs> definitely glad to see that as a player. And uh, so, uh, you know, that's that's huge, especially whenever you're looking at going into the uh, conference. Um, just uh, seems like that, that a game like that can um, galvanize the team together tightly even more. Don't you guys think? Hundred percent, hundred percent, B Mac. I I just love the way that, and you can see it on their faces. You can see it when they're playing. Like they're they believe in what coaches are telling them. They believe in them in themselves, and they believe in each other. You can see it. Right. You can tell. I wanted to ask you guys. I was a little. I don't know. I'm a little worried about the offensive line and defensive line a little bit during the Ball State uh, game. If you guys had to give an attaboy out to either side of those guys in the trenches, what player would you say kind of stood out to you in their play um, the last game, and and uh, how do you see them even developing even uh, better ahead? I know Coach Garner's doing a phenomenal job with defensive line. Uh, I know the line play is going to be crucial in, in the conference. So, just I wondered. Maybe was there some players there that you know kind of stood out to you, Jason and Seth, and uh, just love to listen to that. And I'm gonna go ahead and hang up and appreciate you taking my call tonight. Go Big Orange. Love it, B Mac. Thank you so much for for the phone call. Um, I'm not concerned about the defensive line. I mean, I I, I like what I saw from Tyler Barron. It was his best game as of all. Um, Byron Young doing his thing. He looks bigger, quicker, ferocious out there. Um, that boy's a monster. Oh yeah. Uh, Amari Thomas, don't need him playing all those snaps. Need some more rotation, but like what I'm seeing from him. Heard a lot of good things from his teammates, and that's Dominic Bailey. Uh, heard his name called there against against Pittsburgh as well. So I'm not necessarily worried. I've, the sack number, I think people got, got people – a little confused on kind of what happened in that ball state game. Mm-hmm. Like they were getting the ball out quick. They were not, they were not going to sit back there and allow us to just tee off on the quarterback. Now Pitt did. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> so what Pitt did was exactly what ball state was trying to avoid. Right. Yeah. And the week before when Pitt played West Virginia, there was some criticism towards Keaton Slovis about how he held on to the ball too much well some of that is receivers not getting open in time some of it is on the quarterback and the Tennessee got to the quarterback I think we had four or five sacks against against Pittsburgh knocked out one quarterback and had the other one limping too so we were getting pressure against Ball State it's just the quarterback was getting the ball out quick we were hurrying Um, there was some push with the line of scrimmage against Ball State it just if you watched it on TV you didn't you didn't you didn't see it for real, but if you were there, you like you saw the line of scrimmage move a little bit. So, um, but offensive line, yeah, they got to We got to We got to get that going. Yeah, we got to We got to be better. Yeah, and there, I run definitely game. some some work along the O line. But w- what I liked about the D line, a couple of things they did it against Ball State, did it against Pitt. One is you didn't see in either one of those games. You've not seen the opposing offensive line form a nice pocket and the quarterback just sit there and have all day, and we can't do anything about it. That has not happened yet. Um, the other thing I like is how much they're when they're not getting home. 
you're seeing hands fly up. And what that do? That caused a lot of deflected passes in the past couple of games. Now, Pitt might be the luckiest team on the face of the planet with continuing to complete some of those deflected passes. Yeah. Um, but still, hands are going up, passes are getting deflected. It's those little things, that little bit of growth um, that you saw from last year to this year. If you're not going to get home, you know what to pass. You can get in the passing lane. You can put your hands in the air, make it hard for the quarterback to see his target, hit his target, and disrupt it that way if you're not going to make contact with the QB. Um, offensive line, though, and not just offensive line, but running backs as well. We're, we're missing some holes here and there. Uh, Jalen Wright's got to protect the football. A fumble in uh, each of the first two games cannot continue that or he will not play that much. Mm-hmm. Um that's just facts. Mm-hmm. So you you can't put the ball on the ground and, and expect to get more snaps. It's just not going to happen. Um, but O-line's a work in progress. And it seems like in Tennessee, O-line's been a work in progress for a while now. But I do feel comfortable in the staff in saying that, that they'll get it fixed, whether it's going to be through recruiting and through or through coaching, you're going to see the O-line improve. Um, I just, you know, you, it's, it's a little bit of a different lineup on the O-line. So you got some players that are still vying for position and stuff like that. It's an unsettled group right now. Once they get settled on on their five and, and who their guys are going to be and they start getting more snaps together, that's going to become a more cohesive unit. Yep. 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 Dylan Sampson, it's time to eat this game. Yep. 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 Opportunity for you. For sure. 865-255-03. Let me check out this text box. Mr. Text Box. Uh, Evil says, getting pressure and tackling correctly as well. What grade would you give Pitt's offensive line? Oh, they got whip. They got whip, man. Pitt's offensive line got, got whip. The first game, they only had 77 rushing yards against West Virginia. Now, they had the big run from the running back, Batakanda, or Batakanda, whatever, how you say his name. But he took off, Something man. Like he that. got out of the blocks. He was gone. But outside of that run, like Tennessee did a really good job of, of stopping the run. Uh, but they continued to get pressure on Keaton Slovis all day. So they might be better than how they played, but – Based on performance, oh, it's not a good grade because they've been they got whipped the last two two games. It looked like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Moore says, "Do you think if we're in the same fourth quarter or overtime situation with Florida as we were with Pitt, we will win?" I know we can, but do you think we would? Do these players have what it take? Love and hugs to the Swain Event family. I don't know. I don't know if we're the same situation. I think it's hard to say that because who's to say we'll play the same? There's, there's a lot of factors that happen in that game. Like, think about it. We start off slow offensively. We so get down slow. 10 to 0. We are on the verge of going down 17 0. At best, 13 0. Trayvon Flowers picks it off. We have some just some silly situations where, like, Tillman has a dude beat so bad, and the ball hit him in a helmet trying to catch the ball. Like, that was just weird. Yeah, stuff like that doesn't happen with him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had a pre-snap penalty uh, that was called on Brew, but really that's Hendon and Brew. You had a block punt. Like, 
We didn't get any punch blocked like that last year. Mike mm-hmm. Eckler ain't having that. You had a block punt. You had a drop punt. You had a offensive pass interference where I don't know what the tight end was doing. Like, so it's just a weird series of events, and you don't expect those things to happen in one game again. Some, well, some of it happened here and there, probably, but like all of those things happening at once, I, I, I'll be surprised if that happens uh, in one game. So it's hard to say, all right, the same situation, just take out Pitt and put in Florida. Like it just, it just doesn't really work that way. There's going to be a new challenge. There's a new weakness for Florida. There's a new strength for Florida. Florida has some guys banged up on the defensive line, defensive front, uh, a linebacker. But Anthony Richardson will be the most athletic, freakish quarterback that they're going to play all year. And he may go out there and look like a credit player and be unstoppable and have his best day, or he may play like he played against Kentucky and throw a pick six and, and be, you know, be accurate. His receivers not catch passes. You just do not know. Well, I think with, with him and, and I hate to overlook an opponent, but I mean, Akron struggled to beat St. Mary. Like I'm, I'm overtime, not, Took overtime, right? Overtime. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not really worried about them. Um, a couple things you're gonna have to do in order to to have a nice night against Florida is Hooker's gonna have to get really involved in the run game. Yeah. Um, he's just gonna have to. That's I think right now that's how Tennessee's gonna be able to run the ball is factoring in Hendon Hooker a lot more. Um, and Tennessee's gonna have to do everything they can to set the edge and keep uh, Richardson between the tackles you cannot let him run wild because he don't necessarily have to throw the ball to beat you Mm-mm. if you make him throw the ball you've got a really good chance of winning that ball game but if you let him extend plays pick up you know 10 15 yard chunks like he likes to do that's going to be a long day for really for both teams both defenses are going to be wore out in that game if that happens yeah yep Yep, I think that's a good way to look at it. I think it's a good way. I just you just don't know what's going to happen in the game. What mm-hmm. what's what, what's going to happen at the beginning? Who's going to have the momentum? The the game can break anyway. The ball can bounce anyway, and then you have to adjust and go from there. So yep. we'll take a, another quick timeout. Seth Stokes, Jason Swain. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Don't go anywhere. You know we'll be right back. Stay with us. Still sitting on the sidelines trying to figure out how to buy and sell in this complicated market? I get it, and I understand why you're hesitant. That's where I come in. Call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris.com. A65 at gmail.com. I'm happy to help answer any questions you have, and whether you're ready to rock in two weeks or two years, I'll be here. Look forward to hearing from you soon and go Vols. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup 
or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Fellas, do you need an annual health exam? I recommend going to Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They will check all of your levels, not just your T level. In most cases, it's completely covered by your health insurance. And if you don't have insurance, it's less than $100 for a full lab panel and office visit with the medical provider to give you a complete health assessment. Low T Center specializes in men's health making it quick and easy, even verifying your insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your online appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. The conversation doesn't stop when the show is over. Follow the Swain event on Twitter and like the show on Facebook. Tennessee, number 15, 15th best team in the country, 2-0, sitting pretty like a boss. Seth Stokes, Jason Swain, here with you this evening. Like That's why the, the rankings to me, I, I'm not sure if Tennessee's offense is, is clicking. There's not a lot of teams that can really stop them. When Tennessee doesn't perform well on offense, it's usually because they've shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that third quarter, dude, ooh, mm-hmm. that was all Tennessee shooting itself in the foot. So That's, that's all it was. I, honestly, if Tennessee cuts out half of the mistakes, they win that game by three touchdowns. Pretty much. Pretty much which is why I'm not so worried. I'm actually encouraged um, by how the game ended. I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged that they rallied together. They didn't give up on each other and they won the ball game. That's all that mattered at the end of the day. I don't care how ugly it is. Did you get the W? Facts. Facts. So I don't care if we win ugly the rest of the year, we can win by a point scratching and crawling. The, the the whole time, as long as at the end of the day, it's in the win column. That's it. Don't care. That's right. And I I want us to win in different ways. Another and another good thing about that game. Don't get me wrong. I was not happy third quarter. <laughs> I was rolling my eyes like a um, teenage girl. But I'm glad that we were able to win in a different way. Because if yeah. you win this, if you can only win a certain way. At some point, teams are going to take that away from you, and then you'll be handicapped. You won't be able to do anything. But if you can prove you can win in different way, ways, a team may play really good defense against your offense. It may have your number. Okay, can you win on defense? Can you win on special teams? Tennessee proved that they can win on defense. Yep. It may have Which to is, come up again. That's something the defense needed, honestly. Yeah. They needed to show everybody that they can carry this team if it needs to happen. Yeah. Like, what? Like, what if the weather sucks one day? Like, what if Hendon gets hurt and he can't throw? But it, you know, like, you just never know, man. You never know what you might have to lean on 
to get over the hump. Against Pittsburgh, we had to lean strictly on the pass. We had to lean straight on Tillman, 18 targets. Hyatt, 13 targets. I mean, we just completely abandoned the run. Why? Because you ain't running the football against Pitt the way you think you are going to. They're not having it. Like They're like, hey, if you're going to beat us, it's going to be in the air. That's that's what Pat Narduzzi has done there at Pitt since he's been there. You ain't beating us running the football. It ain't happening. So we had to make an adjustment and um, attack the areas where we had a, an advantage, and that's what we did. So uh, Akron game. Oh, boy. Um, What what's what can what can happen, Stokes, that make you feel good about moving forward towards Florida? Like, is there anything that you can see in this game that is going to make you feel any better about going into Florida week? Yeah, yeah. Um, clean, disciplined football. Don't get some stupid penalties. Don't get lazy with it, because a lot of the penalties, procedural penalties, that's that's lazy and that's dumb. Like that's you know if you're if you're lined up off size, false start. Like you know the count. How you get a false start? You know the count. Um, stuff like that. That that stuff bothers me. Um, so I want to see what makes me feel better leaving the Akron game healthy. Don't turn the ball over any. Uh, and and just just get your get what play well enough early to where you have some backups that can get a lot of reps. Um well, how many how many quarterbacks did we play against Ball State? Four. Man, we like, had, everybody was out there. Uh, Taven Jackson was out there. Joe Milton was out there. Navy Shula was out there. He was out there. He didn't even know he was out there. The ball, <laughs> the ball snapped. He was like, "Oh wait, hold on, I'm out here. I'm playing football. <laughs> I'm out here." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just just penalty free as as close to penalty free as you can get. Don't make any dumb mental errors, stuff like that. That that's that's what. Like Tennessee's gonna win this game. Tennessee can make a lot of dumb mistakes and still win this game. Um, not to jinx anybody or anything, but I think the days of 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 that are kind of over with. Yeah, um, it, it, but it, clean, disciplined football. Get out of there healthy. Get some other guys some some reps. I want to see. I want to see more of Joe Milton. I want to see more of Joe Milton's progression. And the more reps he can get in these types of games, the the more he can progress. Because it's it's. You can progress so much in practice, but you really need those game reps. And honestly, at some point, we may need Joe Milton. And at some point, move after this year, we're going to have to depend on Joe Milton a little bit. So I want to see him get some run. I want to see him progress and continue to get some game reps because we're up enough to to afford him that. I am so shocked and surprised that more people's not not talking about that throw he made to Jimmy Holiday. It was gorgeous. <laughs> hey, man, I don't think people realize how perfect that throw was. He throws the most beautiful pass. Like, in even when it's it's incomplete, the ball looks pretty. Oh, it's pretty now. I mean, you just watch that in slow motion, and there is no wiggle. No. It's gorgeous. And if he can, if he can do more of that consistently, that man's gonna be a problem for people. Go, go, go! Look at that Ball State game when he was in, and just look at some of the 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 quick throws to the outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like the the quick outs 
the quick screens to the outside and then go look at that throw to Holiday. Holiday never broke stride. Nope. The ball nope. got there so quick. I made the joke that, man, the ball thrown so so well. Man, the ball caught Holiday. <laughs> the ball carried him into this. Man, Holiday didn't catch that ball. The ball <laughs> caught Holiday. That throw was so perfect. Like, if, if you could get that out of Milton cons- consistently, it'd be hard to take that starting position away from him next year. Man, I agree with you. I agree with you. It, I mean, I don't care who's coming in. I, I, honestly. I know. I, I know what you're saying. I like, Trust me. I know what you're saying, and I I, I agree. I, I do want to see a lot of Joe Milton uh, against Akron. I just like the way he throws the ball. I do, too. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. <laughs> and he seems like he's having a good time out there. Yep. Like, this year, he got a big smile on his face. His stature, the way he carries himself, honestly, reminds me a lot of CP. Ah, uh, yeah, yep. Like I it just, the, he just has a good time. Big smile. He's a big dude. He can run. He can throw. Like he just, he, if CP was playing quarterback, he'd be Joe Milton. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. That's every time I see him, I'm like, man, he kind of carries himself with some of that CP swag. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that, man. When I, uh, what, what was it? Was it fall camp? I think it was fall camp. When I, when I dapped them up and, you know, you know, the bro hug, you dap somebody up, give them a hug. Yeah. I did that. With, I did that with Joe and I, and Joe, like Joe slimmed up, man. Joe looked good and good. he happy. He understand, understands his, his role. He's gotten better. He's gotten better. I can, I can see it. I can see it. And I saw it then, but I was, I was so glad that people were able to see him play. I don't know if people mm-hmm. can t- can tell he got better. I can tell he got better. I know you just said you can tell, but yep. I want to see more of him so people can really, really see it even more than they already already have. So like, he he looked just way more in control, in command. Um, he didn't, and I know it's coming in and, and not quite mop up duty at that point, but you know, backup quarterback coming in in a, in a game where you got a big lead. Um, there's, there's not quite the pressure. So you can play a little more loose and free. And I think that's good for him. Um, but man, he, he did look like he improved. I mean, he, I, I just, I like that for him and I, I want to see good things for him. And, you know, as we've all heard, he's, he's roommates with Hendon, but honestly, that's, he couldn't be roommates with a better dude. So that's going to help his game as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My man Seth Stokes. So good to do the show with you this evening. Chris Lofton, folks. Chris Lofton. Jersey is going to be hanging high. Oh, man. So happy for him, his family, Tennessee basketball. If you haven't seen that video where Rick Barnes tells Chris that he met the requirements, go check it out there on Twitter, Tennessee Basketball account. You'll love it. It'll make your heart melt. You will love it. Stokes, anything we missed? Any last comments you want to make before um, we take our old ass to bed? <laughs> <laughs> um, my Falcons still suck. Uh, Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M suck. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Notre Dame sucks. <laughs> and Nebraska sucks. And I love every bit of that. Every bit of that. Jimbo would have come out in preseason, talk all that junk at the podium, and then let App State come to their house 
and do that and walk away with one and a half million on the way out. Man. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Oh, I do, too. I do, too. Oh. Let's keep having some fun. How about we keep that's, doing that's that? It. That means keep on winning. That's right. I think we're going to... I think we uh, do a pretty good job of that this weekend. So enjoy your evening. Thank you for making this Wayne event part of your evening. If you're listening on podcast, hey, listen to us and it's in the morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. So thank you, Stokes, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, hope being feeling good, looking good, smelling good. Baby Knox is good. Mama McKee, good. And, uh, man, we'll be doing this again next week at the same time. So, for Seth Stokes from Jason Swain, we hope you all have a great, great rest of your evening or listening morning. Great start to your day. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Peace and love. <laughs>